Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Monday, April 20th edition of the show. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And that's Sam. <laughs> that's our boy Sam. <laughs> Believe How's it going, that. gentlemen? Oh, it you, is sir? going fantastically, of course. Uh, you can find Sam over on the Westlot Pirates podcast. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Westlot Pirates. You can find Sam in U M B Tenor 21, right? That's right. That's, that's uh, it. Little, little harkening back to my marching band days back at Northwestern. I can uh, I can buy that. I can buy that. Uh, go ahead and, and get the the information out. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Uh, you can find Sam and them over at WestlotPirates.com. Uh, but for us, of course, you can find us on Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast apps. Make sure you subscribe, share the show out, Leave some nice comments. Tell your buddies about it. All those wonderful things. We would appreciate the support. Let's go ahead and fire into uh, what's going to be happening later this week. The NFL draft is going to happen on Thursday night. Uh, That is the first night of it, of course, the first round. We will be live streaming along with the boys from the Westlot Pirates on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. The draft starts at 7 p.m. We're going to let it get rolling a little bit. And then we're going to come on and we're going to react to what's already happened. And then we're just going to talk football for like two hours straight or two and a half, however long we have to. We're going to go over everything and it's going to be a blast. So hopefully you will tune in, join in with us, uh, share the show out if you would so kindly. Uh, But we're looking forward to having a lot of people jump in. Of course, if you want to jump in on today's show, the chat is right there on your screen. Uh, Anything that you put in will show up right there. So make sure you're nice. Don't be too crazy, all right? Just just letting everybody know. Let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into some of the day's topics. Um, uh, before we get to football talk, uh, did both of you end up watching the Michael Jordan documentary last night? I only yeah. caught the first half hour of the first episode, so uh, okay. a little behind. I cannot wait to catch up. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's it, I watched the first episode. I haven't watched the second. My wife and I are watching that one tonight. We, we didn't get started until 11 p.m. last night. Like, the boy was bananas. We had a bunch of stuff we had to clean up around the house, had to get ready for work, etc. Uh, but we watched the first episode, and my wife, who is not really a basketball fan at all, who was six years old when, when the 96 Bulls were going on. Like, it, she was born in December of 89, so she wasn't really old enough to know much about Michael Jordan and, and all of that stuff, but she was really interested in it. I mean, uh, that documentary really was was gripping uh, so we watched the first hour. Chris, did you watch all of it? Watched all of both of them. Yep. It's, I, I think a lot of people. You two are way too good of parents. It, you're, <laughs> that, that's just not a sacrifice I'm willing to make. That it, it seems way too hard to be that good of a dad. Uh, just, just to date myself a little bit, my freshman year at Northwestern <laughs> was that 96 season. So uh, being here in Chicago, 
oh, uh, when all that's going down. And, you know, just even w- watching the first half an hour of the first episode, all of those memories flooding back and just, you know, being in it was unbelievable. And I cannot wait to watch and see how, uh, how this is going to play out. At, at that time, I was, so 96, I was 13 years old. And I was a Knicks fan because of Latrell Sprewell and, and that whole bunch. And I despised Michael Jordan at the time. I couldn't, it, it, it's for whatever reason, I don't like the Pats. I don't like the Yankees. I, I don't like teams that win too much. And of course, I'm an Alabama fan. So how does that make sense, right? He but, likes the Steelers and, 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 and I Bama. I was but I don't raised like teams on those. that win a lot. I can't help it. I don't know what to do. But either way, either way, I couldn't stand <laughs> Michael Jordan back then because I was a Knicks fan. And looking back on it now, like, I I feel like nowadays I would maybe not. I don't like the Warriors. I you know I don't know what it. But I, I How love do you watching not like that. The Warriors, stuff. come on! Oh, I can't that, stand. That it. is a fun. That is a fun dynasty. I mean, they, that's a oh, terrible dynasty. Steph Curry. How can you hate Steph Curry? Easy. All right, Easy. now hold on. Now hold on. <laughs> His first year where they won, they were the most likable team ever. Yes. They became unlikable in five seconds because they just kind of went all in on themselves. I totally get that. Their first championship, I was all about it. And I'm not kidding. The confetti hadn't even been swept up yet, and I was already over that damn team. (laughs) So So it's not just me. I get it. But that has nothing to do with the winning and everything to do with just how annoying are you. You can even be a bad winner or a good winner. Like, I don't care – at some point in time, you just got to be not annoying, and that's that's what they turned into. They were incredibly annoying. Like that's I don't See, know I what mean, it is. Like, so for me personally, I mean, Steve Kerr, part of that Bulls team, um, went and played with the Spurs. My wife's from San Antonio, so I'm a you know married into a Spurs family. So I've been following Steve Kerr forever, and like, dude is a class act, and I love the way he coaches. I love the way he talks, and you know. Part of that, and like Steph Curry, I, I I don't understand how you cannot appreciate like the amount of time and effort he puts into his craft. Oh and like, yeah, no, he's great. Oh, no, we he, respect he's phenomenal. It. We just no, don't like it. No, he's great. I got I got nothing against Steph. It's just that rest of that team. I'll tell you this: Draymond Green is one of the most unlikable people on the planet. 100%. Like it's totally acceptable to hate him, and he's a major part of that team. So it's okay to hate those guys. <laughs> so I don't think I'm down here. I've dated him since he was days in Michigan State. So I mean, there you go, there you go. That makes and I'm sense. I'm an Izzo boy. I should have followed him. I should have liked him. And it's just like I just can't. I just can't do it. This, yeah, can't do it. All right. That's a, he. He did that to himself though. Like it's. it's That's just, right. That's right. I didn't know, do it to him. You got that right. All right. Let's jump into some football topics for today. The NFL draft is coming up on Thursday night. Obviously, Sam and the boys will be hopping in with us on the live stream. Sam, I want you to tell me which team will have technical issues during the draft. That's uh, now obviously somebody's going to, right? It, there's there's too many things that can go wrong. All 32 teams are going to have. Uh, did y'all see Sean Payton's setup at his house? No, he's got like seven computer monitors and his TV is hooked up. He's got a a virtual like a, a VoIP phone, voice over internet phone set up with like the. Uh, Saints logo and every they got wires everywhere. If you're doing that for the coach and the GM and all of these the scouts and everything up, somebody somewhere is going to have issues. Who do you think is going to have technical issues? 
first during the draft. So, so here's what's interesting. Um, just before we came on, um, I was watch, I was reading up on uh, John Elway's uh, pre-draft press conference uh, as a Bronco fan. I kind of live and breathe everything orange and blue there. But uh, apparently, during they had a mock draft today. Like all 32 teams got on and did a, a mock draft, and apparently there were like massive technical difficulties like across <laughs> the board. So, um, I, I think there is a zero percent chance of that not happening again on Thursday uh, team. Most likely, I mean, maybe my Broncos is showing, but like I could see the Raiders having issues just because the Raiders always have issues. Oh yes. Um, uh, I could see again, based on just the absolute dysfunction of the franchise. If Jacksonville messes something up, it would not surprise me. Oh, absolutely not. Well, and, and we don't even know that they have internet in Jacksonville anyway. Come so on. <laughs> If we've got it here in Mississippi. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Chris, who, who are you thinking here? All right, so so I've got two teams, and, and I would wager money this they're going to have it, all right? Okay. One, and I don't think of teams that are terribly ran or whatever because you just got to look at who's in charge, all right, and, and look at kind of the makeup of the people that are in charge. Jacksonville, I think that guy's – like a tech guy, right? The owner, I assure you that they're going to have like state of the art stuff and it's all yeah, going to work. Mr. Well. Khan will, will, yeah, yeah I think, I think, I think that's, I, I'm going to tell you, I think Dallas has a real good chance of being the team because if Jerry's not going to spend money on something, convincing Jerry to spend a lot of money on technology for, for something of this nature, I think is going to be really hard to do. Mr. I see massive, Jerry, Mr. Massive Jumbotron, really? Come on. Well, because that's some, that's a big toy. This none of this is a toy. This is all one-time use stuff. This is something that he's going to have to spend money, put together, get to work right, and then never use it again. I totally think he's going to be the guy that says, "No, go take the secretary down the down down the hall's de- computer." Like we're not buying new crap. Yep. He's the kind of guy that I think is rich, but still remembers growing up being poor, and so he's going to save those nickels where he can because he thinks that's just. I just think of him as that old man. The other team, I'm sorry, Sam, your your team is ran by John Elway and 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 an old man coach. I, I just don't see those guys being tech savvy. I just don't see that happening. I think Denver's gonna have problems. I'll uh, I'll give you mine real quick. Uh, no doubt in my mind, the Texans have problems because I don't think that oh, anybody God, is actually yeah. running that franchise. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really yeah, good pick. There. Great call. Bill great O'Brien call. is running basically everything. He so and and there's the no only way. way his doesn't get messed up is yeah. because he's just one guy in a zoom by himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's using his iPhone. That's a, he's just got it set up on a tripod. That's it. Like, oh god, he's not worried about It'd be anything. So else. funny if everybody else has war room set up and Bill's just him, <laughs> <laughs> just on like only an iPad or something. <laughs> oh, that's a great pick. That's that's that. Yeah, there you go. That I'll was that was my thought on this. Was okay. It, there's what team really has nobody in charge, and it's got to be that one. I mean, it's the, the Texans. Like everybody else has a group of people, and yeah. Bill O'Brien just does what he wants. He's going to be making all the picks. He's doing whatever. It, I could totally see. Like I could see Bill O'Brien forgetting to charge his cell phone, right? And then it just goes dead, and he can't make the pick. So that was that was my idea on it. So to stay in line with that, we're going to have another question here. Um, 
which team or person will provide us with the best meme from the draft? Now, it, everybody else went first. I'm calling first on this one, okay? Okay. I'm going to go with the Raiders' Mark Davis. He's goofy looking anyway, and I do believe, like Sam said, I think they might have some technical issues. I could see, like, the screen freezing on him with that goofy haircut that he's got and everything. I could 100% see that happening. I don't happen. know how you make that much money in this world or have that much money in this world. And, but his and, daddy. Like the- and, somebody, <laughs> and somebody is allowed to give you a haircut that looks like that. I just don't – I don't know how that works. There you go. There you go. Hey, before everybody jumps in, Michael jumped in on Twitch. He said, what's up, fellas? Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. And he said, quarantine stress was at an all-time high last night. I finally let my wife cut my hair. Turned out all right, but, man, I was sweating. So, <laughs> we're glad to hear it went okay, Michael. We appreciate you hopping in. Uh, Sam, he's a Denver guy as well. So, he lives out in oh, Cali, excellent. but he's a Broncos guy. So, nice. All right. So, who wants next? Who uh, who thinks uh, – Sam, who, you can go. Go ahead. Sam, yeah, go no, ahead. I, I, think, I think there's a pretty obvious answer, and it's uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, uh, yeah. come on, come on. <laughs> like th- this is a guy who will just deadpan everything. Uh, he, he always did. Whenever there's a camera on him, expression will not change. Yeah. And that'll happen during the draft when he gets on and maybe he's not ready to be on air or something, something's wonky going on, but he will, his deadpan look is going to be priceless. <laughs> I cannot wait for it. It's pretty good, pretty good. So I've got I've got two because I'm not good at following rules. Um, one I thought was low hanging fruit, but neither one of you said it. I can't believe that Dave Gettleman. I just oh yeah, we're gonna get a picture of Dave Gettleman with his face like this far away from the camera, trying to figure out how it's working. Just I think I think that's gonna yeah that's work that's <laughs> that's happening and becoming a meme. That's gonna happen. The other one, I think the country likes. Andy Reid, and I think we're going to get a really good Andy Reid meme out of this. And it's not all making fun of. I, I think we like Andy. Oh, I yeah. think he's a big, fat, jolly guy that, for the most part, nobody really hates. You can hate him from a competitive standpoint, but he's just a real likable dude. And he's goofy looking, and he's fat. And I think that makes for, for good comedy and memes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, now that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, I think all of these could end up being uh, massive memes, right? I, I could see one for all 32 teams, really. I mean, if, if Bill O'Brien is set up with his uh, with a cell phone, you know, like I could see that because yeah. it, it, it you know it's not a new cell phone. Like, you know that guy's got like a, an iPhone 4 and he's he's using the front screen, which is terrible quality, all that. Like, I, I could see that 100%. Somebody rolling in with a Nokia or something, right? Um, all right. So you, along, you, you know, you know, one, one thing we didn't bring up the possibility of is, um, okay. you know, all of the, all of the guys getting drafted, like one of the players is going to do something. Uh, and are they, know, are they showing the, are they showing the guys being drafted? Like, are, are they all zooming sent in? out? I believe 58, uh, setups around the, around the country to prospects getting drafted. So it, it's going to happen. We're going to get these kids on. Good, great. This is going to be a complete shit show. Like, I cannot 100%, wait for this. And I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. So good. Um, Chris, is there anything you want to add on that, or or should we move on to the running backs? No, I think we can get on to the uh, to the running backs. Let's, let's go ahead and dive into that. So, what we've done 
a couple of times so far in the past week or two, however long it's been. We did quarterbacks. We did wide receivers. We're not doing a mock draft. We are doing what team would be the most fun for these running backs or these players to end up on uh, and, and who we're looking most forward to them playing for. Now, there's a chance some of them will not hit whatsoever. Uh, as a matter of fact, with running backs, I think it's safe to say that we have zero idea where any of these guys are going to go. Um, right. But we're, we're going to talk about where we personally would like to see them. Now, we have the top five, I would imagine, ranked differently. Um, but we're going to go one through five, and we're going to talk about where we would like for them to go and where they would be the most fun. Uh, Sam, would you like to start us off with uh, with your number one? Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, being in the Big Ten, uh, I, you know, watched these two oh, these two guys, and I, I would imagine we're going to get to both of them. But I'll, I'll start with Jonathan Taylor. That's, yeah, that's my mean, number one. That guy has haunted my dreams for years and years <laughs> and years. Although Northwestern has stopped him better than anyone else in the Big Ten. Because uh, Northwestern career, understands so. stop the run and run the ball. Like, that's that's how you win. That's a Pat true. gets it. <laughs> didn't work last season, but we're not talking about the cats right now. So, <laughs> um, so Jonathan Taylor, I mean, dude runs like a gazelle. He's real fast, but he's also got some power. Um, I could see him doing a lot of damage in Kansas City. I mean, I, I that would that would just wreck me for years and years and years. Yeah, um, putting him next to Patrick Mahomes, like, oh my god, just put those two together in the backfield and then the speed that Kansas City's got out wide. If Jonathan Taylor is up on Kansas City, I will have nightmares forever uh, because <laughs> for the rest of your oh life. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Chris, do you have do you have JT number 1? Yeah, yeah, he's my he's my okay. number 1 Same running here. back in out of this draft. I like him a lot. And so I and and maybe this was just not real fair. When we did quarterbacks, when we did receivers and now running backs, I didn't put anybody with Kansas City because that team is loaded. Like, they, they kind of don't need anybody else to be a lot of fun. Um, but I went with the concept of strength on strength. That's That's been my motto throughout this whole thing. And, and I say the number one run team in the country gets the number one running back, and let's put him in Baltimore. And let's <laughs> just see if anybody can stop this run game. That would be – Absolutely absurd. Like I, I would hate that as a as a Steelers fan. I, I couldn't handle yeah. that. No, I mean uh, I grew up. There was a team. There was no team in the league that I hated more than Baltimore. This just shows you what one person can do and how electrifying. Oh yeah, Lamar Jackson is. All of my walls have come down with that team, and now I went from loathing them to loving them. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said, yeah, we need Andy to choke with this year's draft. Uh, even if he did choke with this, I think they're still set up for next year. Like, they're still they're still going to be good. Well, what, what, what everyone in the league needs is it's not good, but we need him to pay uh, Mahomes $40 million a year, and then we need Mahomes to get hurt really bad so their dead cat money <laughs> is just gone. But that's, I didn't that's think it. you were going to go injury there. I thought you were going to go. Like, that's the only. That's the only way you're getting out of this alive. I believe in the next three to four years. I, I just think he's. I think. Bad I think their line, like if they can't pay their line, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Like I, that's mm, that's what I, I used do. to believe that, but now I've watched a lot of a bad offensive lineman last year. That there was like three good line the entire season. That's and, I, and those teams and those teams weren't good at football. So yeah. I, 
I mean, we, we all know what's going to happen in Kansas City is exactly what happened in Seattle when they had to pay Russell Wilson. They're not going to have enough. Like, Mahomes is going to break the bank, like you said, Chris. And there's just zero chance that they'll be able to pay everyone else. So, um, you know, again. Yeah, if he takes the Tom Brady way of going about things, we're all in trouble. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it, but even so, he's, he's going to get paid. I think yeah. next year or the year after. And that makes me happy because yeah, let, let Kansas City have all their eggs in the basket. You gotta have a cheap quarterback and you can build around everything else. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I've I've got JT, but uh but I've got Jonathan Taylor going to the Bucks. Uh I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he's really good. You pair him with Tom Brady and all those other weapons. Uh if yeah. you gave Tampa Bay a legitimate rushing threat. I, I think they're Super Bowl contenders immediately. Like, I already think that they're Super Bowl contenders right now because if they don't turn the foot... Jameis Winston turned the ball over 39 times last year, and yeah. they were still good. They had the number five defensive DVOA team in the country last year, and they were they were fine. Like, they, they could have been a playoff team without 39 turnovers. Yeah, we talk about insane. the 30 interceptions all the time, but he also had 12 fumbles, and well, they got like three of those fumbles Yeah, back. only three back. So, yeah. uh, what, what I was going to say about Kansas City before we get into the other ones, uh, did y'all hear the rumors today of Kansas City trying to move up in the draft to go get Henry Ruggs? I, I saw <laughs> I saw some chatter about that, but I, I, I mean, they're not going to move up. But I, what I, do I, they have for draft capital to do that nothing. with? Nothing. Oh, they have knows? nothing nothing. for draft capital. But, but they the, the rumor like next year's is draft. fun. Yeah, <laughs> they do have next year's draft, yeah. I mean, uh, that I could only see that happening if Ruggs fell into the 20s because they do not have anywhere close yeah, to Yeah, I could capital. see anybody can move up four or five spots, but to to be able to move up half a draft oh, without, impossible. you know, having, you know, basically the Raiders and the Dolphins have that ability this year. Nobody else has that. Yeah. Now, they do need a guy like Ruggs. They would be beneficial, not like him, to take a running a, uh, a receiver in this draft because it's better to take one than to pay the guy you got when you know you're about to break the bank for for Mahomes. Um, for Mahomes. So it's easier to say, all right, we'll just draft one and did, we'll did take they one already, of these high price guys and kick him to the curb. Didn't they already pay Tyreek Hill? Hill's been paid. Watson is on getting ready for his next contract though. Why, oh, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Yeah, see, Tyreek Hill, three years. They're not going to keep Watkins. Like, Watkins yeah. is a guy no, well, they, who, I don't know that, they'll, that yeah, he's easily, easily the money you have to cut. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, uh, let's go to running back number two. I'll go on and take this one to start with. I've got DeAndre Swift at number two, uh, and I've, I've got him going to the Jaguars. I don't know that he okay. necessarily helps anything, but I think DeAndre Swift, uh, he kind of disappeared sometimes at Georgia. Everybody still thinks he's fantastic. Uh I think he could probably go and disappear with the Jaguars. Now, I think he could be really good. You toss him back there with Gardner Minshew, and they've got a couple of good wide receivers. Uh, they could be okay. I, I think DeAndre Swift could end up being really good. But, you know, I, I, I think you put a guy like that on Jacksonville, he just disappears. Uh, he'll put up good numbers. But uh, it, it's not the most fun, but I think that's where somebody like him belongs. So I've got Swift uh, number two at, uh, at Jacksonville. So when, when you talk about DeAndre Swift, you know, yep. he's a guy who he didn't really light it up. I mean, he, he's a solid back. Let's, don't get me wrong, but he's not like this bell cow that you think you can hitch him to. So when I think about Swift, I would want to pair him 
with someone, I don't know, maybe in New York. Put him, put him with Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Oh, that, that'd be fun. 100%. I could see Gettleman doing that. Like if, I could absolutely see Gettleman doing that. <laughs> um, awesome. Hey, Michael jumped in on Twitch. He said uh, uh, he was responding earlier. I didn't get to it. I was frozen in the stands in 2013 for Raheem Moore, so I definitely hate Baltimore. He's he's letting oh, you know, Chris, yeah. he's on your side. So Yeah, no, that – yeah. <laughs> well, I w- I mean, I'll, I'll do Swift now for, for ours, but, but – he's, he's not your number two. He's fifth in, in this list of five, I, I, and it's strictly because his body of work. He, he's the kind of guy that says every meaningful game he ever played, he never had a breakout performance once, but he has massive numbers against slums, and that doesn't do anything for me. Um, now, does he have speed? Yes. He's absolutely a speedster, but that doesn't always translate into great. Um, I've, I've got him probably going to the – the most fun place would be the Chargers for me because I do think that team is complete outside of the quarterback position. And, and that's a place where he doesn't have to be a bell cow and maybe his, um, his versatility can help them there and, and they could kind of be a lot more fun offense. So I could, I could buy that. Uh, Sam, who we got uh, is your second. You, you still, you go on Swift. I mean, I you, you brought up Swift. I, I went I yeah. went with him. I don't think he's my number two. I was going to say J.K. Dobbins would be my number two. That's that's who I've got. Three. Where you, where you got Dobbins going? So in very very similar uh, thought process, I, I like Dobbins much better out of the backfield than Jonathan Taylor. Um, Dobbins is to me more of a complete running back, um, and I think a guy like that you pair with Tom Brady and. Then okay. you can have a lot of fun. Wouldn't wouldn't hate wouldn't hate either of those at all. That's awesome. Um, I got Dobbins as my second running back as well, and and I think you're splitting hairs between him and and Thomas. I think they're both going to be great. Uh, uh, Taylor, they're both going to be great NFL running backs. Um, I think it would be fun to see him coming out of the backfield for the Colts. I like that offensive brain trust. That offensive line okay. is nasty, and Philip Rivers could use a guy like him uh, coming out and uh, and and making some stuff happen. Yeah, so, Mac is think- Mac is good, but he's I don't know that he's an every down back. Uh, but I, I think J.K. Dobbins could be an every down back. Um, but you pair those two together, him and Mac, like that, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think he 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 takes the starting job from anybody. There, there, there'll be no pairing together. He, we, we thought the same thing when when Chubb went to the went to the Browns and they had Carlos Hyde and they had other people. And it, no, at some point in time, you realize, oh no, the kid's better than everybody else, and he cut loose with all these other guys. I've yeah, got Dobbins and Indy would be scary. That would I, be really, really scary. If if y'all think that's scary, think about Dobbins with the Rams. I think he could take over Todd Gurley's spot. I think I think a hundred percent he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he can block. He can do all kind of stuff. Imagine what Sean McVay could do with a guy like that. Like I, I'm, I'm all in on on that. I think he'd be a lot of fun out in LA. Um, let's move on to number four. Number four for me, I've got Cam Akers, um, and I, I kind of took him the same as you were talking about Swift, Sam. Um, I, I think Cam Akers. You put him on the Redskins with Darius Geis. Now, obviously, they've still got Peterson right now. Uh, but I don't know that Adrian Peterson is going to be able to do this that much longer. 
I, I'm going to go with him with the Redskins, and you put Cam Akers and Darius Geis in the backfield. Now, Geis, if he can stay healthy, obviously going to be really good, I think. But it, it's been two years. He hadn't really been healthy yet. Uh, Cam Akers could end up taking that job. I, I think Cam Akers could end up being the best running back in this draft. He was just on a terrible team with a terrible offensive line. Uh, he didn't really get to show out at Florida State like everybody thought he would. Everybody thought he was the stud of, of this recruiting class, and he just he didn't really get to show it. He's the only reason that they won ball games really, uh, down at Florida State. So I, I would put Cam Akers with the Redskins, uh, and I could see them using you know a pretty high draft pick on him just to make sure that they've got somebody in the tank uh, whenever Adrian Peterson finally starts to show signs of age, which could be five years down the road because that guy's a, a freaking freak. You know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I like Cam Akers with the Redskins. Who's hopping in, Chris? You want to go? Oh, no matter. Yeah, I I I I like him with Sam's Broncos. I think that's a team that that could use a, a big, powerful, explosive running back, and uh, and and you know, I, I I think that's a fun place to to end up for him landing, and uh, and he could do really well there. So you put him in the backfield with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I mean, that's a three-headed, uh, three-headed beast. Uh, Melvin Melvin Gordon could be a beast, and Melvin Gordon could be the guy that you paid and you cut tomorrow. That's entirely true. Yeah, I, I just running backs are old. I, I would Gary and I have talked about this before. I would never in my life pay a running back. Once that contract is up, I'm riding. I'm riding you until I can't ride you anymore, and then I'm letting somebody else pay you. Yeah, I just can't do it. Makes so sense. for me, uh, Cam Akers, I think makes a lot of sense in Atlanta. I know they, I know they just brought in Gurley, but we also you know, know that Gurley might be damaged goods. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I have no idea how long Gurley is going to be healthy if he is healthy at all. Um, you, you put him in a place like Atlanta where you know spotlight's maybe not on him as much. He can you know, get his sea legs in and you know come in and, and pick up the paces when Gurley falls apart. Yeah, I could buy that. I could buy that. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said Broncos' wish list for him would be Antonio Gibson. Uh, yes, Memphis boy, super fast, can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run slot. He can do anything. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be all about that. A hundred percent for that one. Plus, you would. Plus, you'd be able to get him a little bit later in the draft. I mean, you don't need to spend a big draft capital on him. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Uh, number five for me, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I want to see him go to the Steelers. I think he's fantastic. I, I think there's a chance he ends up the most useful running back out of this draft because I think he can do anything that you ask him to do. Yeah, he's only five foot nine. Who cares? Like, I think he's Darren Sproles. I think he's all these other kind of guys uh, that can catch the ball out of the backfield that, you know, I could see him having 75 receptions and however many carries, like rushing for 1,000. He could be uh, Christian McCaffrey. He could be any of these because he is so useful. He works so hard, and he's got that that underdog kind of chip on his shoulder because nobody really ever believed in him. But he, he's he's like Josh Jacobs, who uh, who went to the Raiders last year, right? At just not as much acclaim right now. Uh, but he, I mean, you saw him in that offense at LSU. He was unfreaking believable. I'd love to see him with the Steelers. However, if if Taylor doesn't end up with the Bucks or whatever, I. I could see him a Bucks guy. Uh, I could see him with Tom Brady. He's he's Deion Lewis. He's he's all the the guys that you see as running backs for the Patriots over the years. He's white 2.0, 
yeah. but far better. Just yeah. far more athletic than White has ever been. 100%. Now, I'd, I'd love but, to see him with the Steelers. That's where I'm – that's my fun part. Yeah. I'd like to see that because I want good players for the Steelers. Yeah, you just want to see me pissed off. Pretty that's much. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is what it's it good. is. This is my pick for the Bucks. This okay. is my pick for the Bucks. Give Makes give sense. Tom my boy. He, I, I have I have watched Tom for the last five six years. Just just make White a household name when nobody else really knows who he is, and he's 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 kind of like this ho hum, boring running back um, that that nobody's paid attention to, but yet he makes the biggest plays in the biggest games year in and year out, and and I think Clyde could can absolutely do that, but I think he's far more athletic than White. Sam, who you got? So I've, I've got him. He had such a great rapport with Joe Burrow last year. So let's put him in Cincinnati and keep that train rolling. <laughs> right. I, like that. I wouldn't I like hate that, that either. <laughs> I, I think my boy Burrow is going to have to get some help. I, I'm so worried about him going to Cincinnati just, just because I've – being a Browns fan, I know that division, and I know Cleveland and Cincinnati are just places where great players go, and they can do okay individually, but they're never going to win as a team. I mean, we, we talked about the Bengals. I was going to you know, go back to – that was going to be my third team is absolutely going to have some technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, just to, to bring it back to that, but yeah. No, my, think, my only my only issue is is their head coach is like twenty eight years old, so I got a feeling that guy knows how to use some of this stuff pretty well. It's, I, I think Cincinnati Maybe knows what they're doing. Well, I, I think that they like as far as being technically savvy. Um, I I could see Cincinnati being really technically savvy. I think they just don't know a whole lot about football up there. Well, that, that's the problem. Like a lot of people have have talked about who's going to screw this thing up, and like they keep bringing up the Browns. Listen, the Browns are like the most analytical, young, tech based group. It doesn't mean they're going to make the right picks, but they're going to look good doing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Michael jumped back in on Twitch. Uh, you brought up Burrow. He said Burrow might end up being the best meme. He said that fake smile, like when you got clothes for mm. Christmas. Yeah, he's he's always good about that. So yeah, we could we could totally see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, do we want to move into college football a little bit? Come on, let's do it. Let's talk about it. College football for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dream Coaches Film Room. All right, so we talk about this every year. Uh, Sam, your bunch, and, and us, we have always talked about how much fun the film room is. Uh, I don't watch it in real time. I watch the Coaches Film Room after 
the national championship game. So I, I watch it, you know, with Kirk Curb Street and that bunch. And then I go in and I watch the film room the day after, two days after, whatever, to get their idea on what was actually happening during the game. Um, I'll let you go first. How many how many coaches are we doing this? Do we know? Well, you say five? It's yeah, we can do five. It sometimes it's four, sometimes it's six, sometimes I put you know. together five because your question in our little thing says five. Okay. Wait, that sounds good. We we can do five. And so, that's what I sent Sam. Yep. I, I've got eleven coaches listed in no, a you picked five. I know, I know, but I've I've got I've got my five that I'm that I would like to see. So if you put me in a room, I, I, I do want to hear the people. I'm I want to hear all room. eleven when all said and done. But I'm leaving. I'm leaving that room if I walk into a room with eleven people now. There you go. Okay, that's where I'm at in life. Like, uh, yep, nope, I'm out. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, Sam, you want to start us off? Who, uh, who's your number one? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. Um, Are we going to draft this? We're yeah. going to draft it. Can't, should we draft it or should we? Like, Ooh. if if we're drafting, does that mean that the other person doesn't get? Uh, no, Let's you can bit. still you can still if we've got somebody on the same person, you're still allowed to have them. Yeah, let's draft let's, it. Let's do it. All right, let's draft it. Let's draft it. All right, Sam, all right. you go with number one. Pat Fitzgerald, done. All right, that's your boy. That's your boy. That's your, <laughs> okay. okay. All I right. mean, come on, come on. No, I got you. He would be hey, a lot listen, of fun. I got my boy on here too. That's okay. That's all right. I mean, like he would. Be, he breaks down film. He's intelligent, even though he's like technically Stone Age. But um, to hear him talk football is is something else, and. He's uh, a couple of years ago when he was in the film room, you, you know, him and Cutcliffe together were just like unbelievable. And uh, that's why I, I would take Fitz number one. So I, I like listening to football guys talk football, but at some point in time that gets boring and I need just sheer entertainment. The ADD, the sophomore still stuck inside of me says, I need people who are quirky entertaining, funny. My number one draft pick from now until the day I die will be one Steven Spurrier. Now, it, does it have to be an active coach or can it be? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know they, I didn't know they couldn't. I mean, it, I didn't think uh, he so, just lost his job to the AF last year. So he was an active coach. I guess. Yeah. I, I thought we were talking active college football coaches. I, I mean, I, oh, I would well, have I asked got, Spurrier. I got, on one, I got one other guy that is, is not an active I, college football coach. That's right fine. Now. That's fine. That's no big deal. He it's, he was trying to be, but he didn't get a job. Okay. Okay. And I'm, he's I'm been with one. My uh my number one, uh, along with the idea of talking football, you brought up the entertainment aspect. Mike Leach is number one for me. Uh, yep. y- you have Mike Leach breaking down no. offensive game plans. I'm all in for that. Give me Mike Leach number one. Uh. It, I mean, could you imagine him trying to talk with like serious football guys? I just, I, I think it would be. But this is what I, I would tell you. That's why I don't, I don't really have any room in in my in my coach's film room for serious football guys. <laughs> all these guys know football. That's okay. They all know it. Oh yeah. You don't have to be so serious about it. That's I want a, guys that are going to dick around. That's a, that's a good point. I like. Mine's going to be like most fun room. There won't be as much education, but I got some dudes that'll teach you some things. That's Leach will teach you some things. Oh, he'll definitely I'm do for that. Sure. He'll definitely do that. All right, uh, are we doing snake draft? Yeah, you can snake it. Snake All right, it. we're snaking it. Number two for me. I got a. Uh, I got Chris's boy. I got. I got the man. I got Les Miles. You bring in Les oh, Miles. Yeah. It's the same thing as Mike Leach. You have Mike Leach and Les Miles on the same panel. Uh, it, it that is viewership records right there. I would rather watch that than anything else that's going on. Uh, 
Give me, years, give me less. Years ago, when he got fired at, at LSU, the first thing I said is, is the game day needs to have like a 15-minute segment every week, and you just bring back old SEC coaches in Spurrier, Phil Fulmer, Mike uh, Les Miles, and you, and you have like a little bitty film room every week for 15 minutes. It's just old guys drinking coffee, talking football, and and I just want to see Spurrier make fun of Fulmer to his face, and all those guys just laugh and joke. I'm telling you, yes, yes, hundred percent. Who uh, who you yeah. got number two, Chris? I'll, I'll I mean you've used two of my three, but uh, uh, Les Miles. I mean Les is my coach. He was the coach that I had in the formidable years of my life that helped make me a man that I am. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I'll always love that man. I'll always love him, no matter what. Sam, who you got? Um, I am going to go, let's see. Well, you get to go two and three here. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, <laughs> but, you know, who, who you take second, who you take third, you know, it makes a difference with, with someone's ego. Um, <laughs> let's Let's bring some entertainment. If you want to bring a little entertainment into the room, um, we're going to go with uh, in the second round, Mike Gundy. Third round, Herm Edwards. Oh, 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 oh. yes. That's, I didn't even. I didn't think of Herm Gundy. I do. Oh like, yeah, I love the. Oh movie, yeah, but yep. I didn't even think of Herm. Oh, I kind of hate myself now. Herm's good. <laughs> Herm's real good, and Herm doesn't have the ego. He's definitely the guy that you draft third. And he's not yep. going to be upset about it at all. Yeah, exactly. He, he's just going to go in and, like, yeah. that guy's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. Oh, there's no question. No question. That's awesome. That's a good pick, That's a good pick there. And you have him. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that nobody else in all of football likes, but I find him likable. Oh, you and don't you dare. Jim, don't. Jim Harbaugh. I oh, that, like wasn't where I, that wasn't where I was thinking, but. No. I don't Wait, know what you were thinking. But no, no, hey, now, now I want to know. Where were you thinking? Yeah, I don't know. What were you going to accuse me if, of? If you were going anywhere near Debo Sweeney, I was going to come down. No, you know, you but you know head. me. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in that room. That okay. just, Debo's no, on my others list just because I want to yeah. hear the, like everybody else try and talk or everybody else will talk football and Debo, I don't think would have the slightest clue. I don't think he would no. know what anybody was talking about. I think he's good at managing like a business. I don't think he's a good football coach. Like I, I know that sounds crazy, but I think he's a better CEO than he is a coach. This is not a, well. We're going to disagree but on that too. But, that, that, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But I, I would, I would love to see that. He's he was on my others that didn't make the list, and obviously I'll okay. get to that here in a little bit. Uh, no, so I, Harbaugh, I, I Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh is quirky, weird, entertaining. He's the Phil Fulmer of the group. He's going to be the guy that the other guy, Steve Spurrier, is going to break his nuts oh, from the time he walks in to the time he leaves. Yes. Yes, that's a, that puts you with two Michigan men on the uh, on the list. Somewhere. No, I know I've never really been. I'm not an anti-Michigan guy, but I, I, and a less is different though. Less is yeah. love has nothing to do with Michigan at all. No, no, you're you're right about that. My uh, my number three, and I, I think you guys might make fun of this one. Uh, if I'm wanting to talk serious, actual football and understand exactly what's happening in the ball game, I'm going to bring in Chip Kelly. I want Chip Kelly yeah. as my number three. I think yeah. he's people don't think he's entertaining. Uh, he's not super personable, but he cuts out all of the crap, and he just gets down to the basics, and he explains exactly what's happening. Uh, I'd love to see Chip Kelly in there. So that's uh, that's my three. my guys, Gary. You're poaching my guys. It, well, let me see if uh, if my fourth is uh, is poaching anybody's. Uh, my fourth, 
same kind of reason here, uh, except that he is even more like doesn't put up with bullshit kind of thing. Bronco Mendenhall, he is Ooh. insanely likable to me. Uh, obviously, he's rebuilt that Virginia football team. I don't know how good they're going to be next year, but I mean that was that was a dumpster fire that he walked into, yeah. and what he did at BYU was, I don't want to say unprecedented, but I mean eleven seasons, uh, eleven winning seasons, made a bowl game every year at BYU, like and and he turned Virginia around. Virginia is not exactly the easiest place to win. Uh, I I'd love to hear his insights. I mean he he doesn't cut corners with anything. It, just before, what, not this past season, but the season before, he was talking about how he only had, like, 20 players that were ACC quality. And he, he doesn't care if he hurts anybody's feelings or anything. He's going to get in and tell it like it is. And I would love to see that mixed up with Mike Leach and Les Miles. Uh, you get two guys like Chip Kelly and Bronco Mendenhall in there with him. I, I'm all about that. Chris, who you got? All right, so I'm going to go with my boy now, man. Yeah. Wrote me a letter, told me he loved me. <laughs> Coach O, listen, Coach O is the kind of man that I believe if he came to my house and I was outside grilling and he wanted to cook something else, he will walk up to another man's grill, take the meat off, and put new meat on. I could I could see that. I could but see I that. know with Coach O in the room, we're going to eat good. So I, I'm good on that. And, uh, and yeah, I just think he's, he's the fire that's going to light the whole thing. I could buy. It. I'm not being in a room without Coach O if I got a whole bunch of coaches. There you now go. You're, you're poaching my picks as well. I mean, yeah. now I got I've got to dig down. Okay, you got four and five so, here, Sam. You got four and five. All right. So I've got a Big Ten coach. I got a Pac-12 coach. I got a Big Twelve coach. So we're going to go ACC and we're going to go SEC. Give me okay. Nick Saban because okay. oh my God, yes. Give me Nick Saban <laughs> and give me Scott Satterfield because oh that's a good know, one. Yeah, I like, like, I like Satterfield pick. Guy took Appalachian State and really made him fly. First year in Louisville, turns a team that is just run into the ground. Into what he did in Louisville, I think, is miraculous. I really do. I think it's exactly. miraculous. Yep. So, so give give me him in the in the coach's room. Um, hurts me not to bring in Cutcliffe again. That guy knows so much about football and, and really. You got well too many spoken. smart kids in your room, though. Come on. I, Your room is really good. Saban and Pat know football better than anybody. They are awful to talk to. They hate the media. They're not going to answer. If you have a question, they're not going to answer your question. They want to talk to you. They're going to give you the bare minimum. They're going to Bill Belichick you. And, they're well, gonna and, and, and on in press conferences, it's is like that. But I've, I've met him. I've spoken with him. Okay. And, like, you get him away from the cameras and – he is one of the most personable, friendly, you know, he, he took time away from talking. You know, I was, I, I met him in, in a hotel bar. They were um, big 10 football and basketball coaches were having a conference. I was at, at a conference in the same place. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald walked away from Tom Izzo uh, to come talk to me. And like, I'm like, awesome. no, no. Go, you go you go back and you talk to Tom Izzo and, and get what get what you can from him and but the the fact that he walked away from you know guys who he's having a deep conversation just to come and say hi to me uh, just a, a Northwestern fan I mean guy is extremely personable and you know would love to spend some time cameras off or 
in, in a coach's room where everyone's everyone's a little more relaxed. You know, you've had a couple brewskis flowing around a little bit, get everyone a little All bit right. looser. And, All right. I, and only, I, 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 I can only judge on what I've seen. And fair enough. Fair enough. Michael so. jumped in and said, uh, no Jimbo yet, and it's almost like he was looking at my list. Jimbo Fisher is my number five. Um, I I am really I, – I wanted to go on and get that out there before before Chris did, uh, but Jimbo is my number five. I think he's really smart. Uh, Love Jimbo. I think he's got he a lot of stories. I, th- I think he'd be super entertaining in a situation like that. Uh, Chris, who's who's your number five here? So I'm going to bounce Leach because I just felt like I don't, we don't need our list to be too much the same, and I'm going to go with – with a guy talked about earlier, he's not in the league anymore, trying to get back in the league. I want to hang out with Brett Bielema. I don't like Brett Bielema. I don't know why. I want to ask Brett Bielema. I remember a game, I don't know how many years ago it was at Wisconsin, where they put over 500 yards of offense on the ground running the football. And I just want to be like, at what point in time did you, were you sitting in plays and you just said, just, I don't care, just run the ball. I don't. I don't really care what you run. Just run the football. Yeah, we're not throwing it. Like we're we're not no, giving. No. He's he's one of those coaches that I believe bought into the Bear Bryant thing. Like only three things can happen when you throw the football, and two of them are no. bad. So forget it. We're just gonna hand it off. Like I I could see that. I could one hundred percent see. When that. you have an offensive line like that, and yeah. he knows how to teach offensive line, I I think I think it's just one of those things where this is what we do really well. You know, and and so I get away from it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. No, that makes I sense. find him likable. In all honesty, I would I would have Leach in that room just because he's he's one of my favorite people in the world. Do y'all want to hear the rest of like my my ones that didn't make the list? Give us the people yeah. that don't make the list. Now, it, several of them are ones that you guys already had on your list. But uh, I had Dan Mullen, I had David Cutcliffe, Hugh Freeze, uh, Ed Orgeron, Dabo, and then Mike Gundy. And so, yeah, I had uh, I had quite a few that you guys uh, brought steal, in. If I could steal one from each of your list, it would be Leach and Gundy. Those I could are... I could buy that. Gundy was really good on. Uh, was it last year's Sam? Uh, was yeah. it last year? Yeah. Or the year before? That's no. Nothing. So this past year was was Gun- Gundy was in the room and he yep. was kind of driving the bus. The year before was Cutcliffe and Fitzgerald. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Driving. Yeah. Let's yep. uh let's wrap up with this. This is number five on the list of topics. Um. And we've been at this for a little while, so at this point, I think we'll probably hit the one-hour mark. Not that we're too worried about it, but the college football playoff expansion. Sam, you jumped in on a, on a couple of topics. Uh, I was, I'm not going to say fighting. I was having a nice, friendly debate with, I think civil it's... Civil discourse. It's yeah, okay. C- it's important in this world to have civil discourse. Yes, I think it's CFB nerds, and there were some followers of theirs that were also arguing, like, there's not even four good teams. Why should we expand the playoff? And my thought process was, well, there are four good teams every year. There's there's four teams that are the best, and we rarely get them because we the the college football playoff committee looks at who is the most deserving along with who is the best, right? And sometimes it gets crossed and, and you have like an Alabama that didn't win their division over like an Ohio State that won the Big Ten, but got blown out by 30 points at Purdue and that kind of... Sometimes you have those type of things. But I think the best course of action for me would be a 16-team playoff. Uh, I I have completely switched my stance on this. I was a four-team guy for going back as far as I can even think of, of this yep. playoff thing. 
I, I think 16 is the way to go. It gives more opportunities for teams that maybe get hot towards the end of the year. Uh, it still makes the regular season mean something. And I think that's what people aren't aren't realizing. Like, just because you put in 16 teams doesn't mean the regular season doesn't mean anything. You got 130 teams. You got to dwindle that down. That would st- even 16 would still be less of a percentage than any other uh, league or division or anything that's out there. I-, I think 16 is the way to go. Now, Sam, if you want to go ahead and jump in here, uh, g- give me your thoughts on this. All right. So, so here's here's the thing. It all depends when you're talking about the playoff, what are you looking to achieve? If you're looking for the best team in the country, a playoff is not the way to do it. Because, you know, you look at any, any tournament uh, is going to have upsets. You're not necessarily getting the best team. I mean, look at the NFL. How often do you get, like, number one seed versus number one seed? Oh, very rare. It happens, it happens but not, not often, um, you know. The NCAA tournament, you haven't had one versus one versus one versus one since 2008. Yeah, I was just about to say, and before that, it was a a, a substantially long time. Like the 80s or something. Yeah, Yeah. it was was like 20 years, yeah. And I I think back to both times the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and the Giants were there as a wild card, right? Yeah. You're, you're, You're making the wild card, and you're winning the Super Bowl. Are you the best team in the NFL? Or are you the team that won the the tournament that is the NFL playoffs? The Washington Nationals last year were in the exactly. play-in game. Yeah. So if you're looking to determine the best team, a playoff is not the way to do it. If you want the best team, there's analytics that you can you can really crunch the numbers in a way that the BCS never could. The BCS computers were not a complete system. I think these days there's enough statistical information that you could account for opponents and you, you can get there. Um, so it, that's if you're looking to find the best team. If you're looking to find the most deserving team and still keep uh, some, you know, the regular season meaningful, then I, I think an eight-team way, eight-teamer is the way to go. Um, and have only conference champions can make it uh you so you got to win your conference and the only way you win your conference is having a good regular season and winning the the conference championship game um that's that makes up your playoff are you going to get the best teams in there every year not necessarily but you know you're you're getting the most deserving teams because you've won your conference chris what what do you think on this i mean you you know me i've been i've been a 16 team truther forever um i just i just believe that every other level of football does it i don't know why major college football feels like it's this undue burden that we cannot get over it's just appalling to think about um and 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 i think that would give you the most deserved a champion but the other part of it is we have to stop looking at the very end of the race and think that's the only thing that matters there's 130 college football teams out there and and one gets to be the champion and you know if you're memphis and you make it in as one of the at-large teams or 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 central florida or cincinnati or boise and you beat a big boy you upset somebody in this thing and you make it to the Final Four or to the Elite Eight stage, that's a big deal. That's a win. All across our country, to my knowledge, there is one college university that doesn't hang Final Four banners, that doesn't hang Elite Eight banners. 
and that is UCLA. Yeah. That's it. Everybody else, if you make it really far and then eventually lose, they celebrate that. And they say, look how far you made it. You did something that nothing – this hadn't happened in our school in years. It is really think, hard to win national championships yes, in every sport. We only look at the very end, and we don't look at the path anywhere else in college football. And we say, oh, well, you got a Rose Bowl win. Oh, well, you won a Sugar Bowl. or North-. No one gives a shit about that, okay? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody cares that you won a big bowl game because today, because that bowl game means nothing, half the players don't even play in it. That's I don't know about I, half, but I I do see your point there. Half the uh, players that are going for the NBA, they're going to the, the pros in yeah. the NFL. Half of the players that are eligible to not play, yeah, don't, don't play. play. That's a, you. You've got a very valid point. The sixteen team thing for me makes the most sense. With eight, I don't think there's any way that you still get a group of five team in there. Uh, I I think if you're doing eight, you still can't do conference champions because. You can't There's have ten conferences. It, well, it, so you do well. Not only that, but I'm talking about you just the power, the power five. Five. So yeah, you do sure. five, and then you get three at large bids. Yeah, but it, but doing that, it, if Northwestern had had won the Big Ten championship last season, uh, well, not last the the season year before, before. season before, uh, yeah. There's still no reason why they should be in a college football playoff with these supposed eight best teams. Yeah, but if you do four, sixteen, there would be a four loss team in the playoff, right? With the 16, you can do your Power 5 champions. You will at least include one group of five team and maybe more. Maybe yeah. maybe double, depending on what rankings and whatever you want to set. Uh, because obviously, I don't know that there's a really perfect way to do this. But with 16, you can get in everybody that deserves an opportunity. And, and you don't have to worry about it. And then you've got your home field advantage kind of situations where one is going to play 16 and two will play 15, etc., uh, Michael jumped in. He said, "I'd say twelve would be enough. Four would get a top, uh, or top four would get a buy." He said, "Regardless of how many you expand to, there will always be a team that thinks they deserve to be in." I think it's easier to tell a team that's ranked number seventeen that yeah. they didn't deserve to be in, as opposed to a Central Florida that's undefeated and ranked number nine and didn't get in. I think when and, you get and into I'm not that trying to say, and we're not trying to say that well, we think that number sixteen team can win the national championship. Yeah, we're not saying that, that at all. A, A, it can happen. Guess what? It cannot happen if they're not allowed in. Right. But but even if the end doesn't mean 16 never beats one, hell, it wasn't until Virginia where 16 had never beaten a one seed in the college basketball tournament. There's four of them every year, and we still let them in. Like we, yeah. don't, we don't say, oh, but you don't get to make it because you've never won, so there's no reason in being here. Right, so I think I should clarify it. I also agree that a 16 team is the way to go, but where I'm going with the eight is if if you're looking at the most, if you want truly the most deserving um, and, and while also keeping the integrity of the regular season. But I I agree with you. I think a 16 is the way to go because you know, you've got an Alabama who doesn't make the conference championship this past year, who absolutely could have gone to the playoff and no one would have really complained. I, I don't think. I mean, that was a hell of a team that didn't make it into the playoff. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got you got to account for that. You know, <clears throat> had Northwestern beaten Ohio State, in, you know, the year before last, in my scenario, they get into the playoff. Yeah. But Ohio State was a phenomenal team, and, and uh, Ohio State gets in too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, if they're 16, so, then then the, both of those teams get in because the conference there's, champions there's enough room for all would get in. Yeah, so you get conference champions and then a number of at-larges. And um, if you want to – if you really want to be fair, then you give every conference, you know, all five uh, – group of five schools get in there. Will they be cannon fodder? Probably. Yeah. But, now, now, if we but, go to 16, but, I actually wouldn't be upset with making – all 10 conferences, conference champions in. I would, I would be absolutely okay with that. Because, yeah, you're right. Every tournament has cannon fodder. Every tournament has those teams that are just proud as hell to be there. And, and the crazy thing is you, every now worry again, about... you get Boise State over Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah. that's <laughs> You don't get Cinderella if you don't invite her to the ball. That's true. That's true. Now we got to worry about independence and whatnot. Obviously, Notre Dame. Oh, oh, oh like screw those in. They Join a conference. Notre Dame join the damn conference. Yeah, but but the other ones don't get the opportunity to join a conference. New Mexico State. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, Army. they would. Yeah, they would. There's, there, there's these little dinky ass conferences would take some of those teams. You think so? You, if yeah, if they were yeah. to pick up the oh, phone yeah. and they called the MAC or no, maybe not the MAC. Somebody is you know the Southwest Sun Conference Belt. or something. Sun Belt. Yeah, you think yeah. that New Mexico State couldn't get in the Sun Belt? Come on, man. I mean, they they got left out of the. Uh, uh, the Mountain West. So I don't know because they, we used to have the, the Mountain West is way whack. bigger than the Sun Belt, and at some point in time, you just figure this thing out. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, you got the Sun Belt, you got Conference USA. I mean, those you don't you nix can... you don't nix a good idea because you got three winklings that nobody wants. Okay, there's a lot of schools out there that don't have a football program. So yeah, if Liberty he, lost their football program, nobody's going to cry for them because nope. they can't join a conference. No. Or BYU, however. Like BYU is on on the other side. Like BYU is closer yeah. to Notre Dame than they end, or than they are New Mexico. That's State. right. Now, BYU, yeah, if, like, if, so. if BYU wanted to join a conference, they, they would could. join a conference. They if Notre Dame could. wanted to join a conference, their every conference would let would want Notre Dame in. That's right. Um, yeah. 100%. I, I think the same the same is true with Army and Navy. Like yep. if they wanted to be a part of the conference, and if you're in a situation where all, only conference champion or all conference champions get in, now all of a sudden the impetus is there yeah. to join a conference. That's, That's a good right. point. That's a good point. Now, I think I, I think you could fix all these problems by just problem solving it. I mean, just because just because there's there's difficulties doesn't mean you don't do something big or good or right. You you just get it. And yeah, you, and you don't you don't way. legislate to the exception. That's right. That's there true. You go. That's a that's a very good way of putting that. Um, I that's all that I've got for today. Does anybody else have anything they want to hit on? No, man, it's fun. Sam, appreciate you coming on. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Thank, thanks for having me. Um, I cannot wait. Again, to plug uh, Thursday night, um, I cannot stress enough how much fun this is. Oh, yeah. Gary, you, you, we've been doing this with the Westlaw Pirates for 10 years, and it's just an absolute ball. Gary, you were on with us last year. Yes. Um, had a blast. Chris, I know there's no Avengers movie coming out this year, so we can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> I did that against my will. I was really excited about being on with you guys. And that, and I know. That, anybody I know. who knows me would say, "Would he rather go watch the Avengers on opening night or talk football draft for two, three hours?" That that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. That was a gift from somebody that I had to take. I can understand it. Just, I can understand. Just busting your chops, man. Just <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. I did it. I, look, I don't. I, look, I'm an old man. I, I, I'd walk out of the room if there's 11 people in there, and I went and sat in that thing with 2,000 people. All right. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it at all. It is so much fun. We have such a great time. And um, anyone who can jump on and listen to us live, I can't wait to interact with people. We had some callers or some listeners last year jumping in a little bit later on. And it was fantastic. So 
Um, very much looking forward to that. I can speak for both John and Scuzz. Uh, we're all excited to uh, to really finally get this together with you guys, and we just can't wait for Thursday night. Oh, it's going to be a good time. 8 p.m. Central Time. We will be live streaming. Uh, I hope everybody's going to be on at the, at the right time. Uh, we may have some people join a little bit later, but I, I know this. Uh, us three will be there at 8 p.m., rocking and rolling, giving you updates and, uh, and letting you know what we think about what's going on. And obviously, anybody that wants to jump into the chat, uh, all the guys on Twitch, on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook, it's going to be a blast. And then you can go grab the podcast from the Westlot Pirates feed after that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Sam, we do appreciate you hopping in. Everybody go follow him on Twitter, N-U-M-B, uh, Tenor 21 on Twitter, or you can just go follow at Westlot Pirates. Uh, you can always find Chris and myself on Twitter uh, at Winning Cures or at Gary WCE or at Chris B. Giannini. All that fun stuff. Make sure you share the show out. Subscribe on the podcast. Leave a nice review. Boys, I think that's going to cut it for today. We will, uh, we will see everybody again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.